You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So the Al Shachakadosh for Erev Rosh Hashanah. If you look on page Kuf Samachay, towards the bottom left, where it says, Vayidaber Hashem, Daber al Yisrael. So his question is that there is something in the Parsha, Parsha's Emor, where it talks about the instructions to make Rosh Hashanah, that the Torah uses a language that it does not use otherwise. It begins, as many parshas of the Torah begin, with Vaidaber Hashem El Moshe Lemor, the most common pasuk in the Torah. Um, Hashem spoke to Moshe, Lemor, meaning that he should say this to the Jewish people. Daber El Bnei Yisrael is the next words, which is exactly what it says everywhere in the Torah. And then the Torah says again, Lemor. Daber El Bnei Yisrael, Lemor. Speak to the Jewish people, Lemor, meaning that they should say. This is, um, this is different than all the other places, because the next words are, Bechodesh Hashvi, in the seventh month, on the first day of that month. You should make it into a holiday, a special celebration. You should blow the shofar. But it begins with, Daber El Bnei Yisrael, Lemor. So you see, Ra'oi Lasum Lev. El Amro Lemor, the bottom left of page Kuv Samachay, we have to consider why does a Lemor Zep Hamayim a second time? Okay, that's his major question. Now let's turn the page to page Kuv Samachvav. Again, the bottom left paragraph. O ye Amro Lemor Zep Hamayim. So to explain why the word Lemor appears twice. And I'd like to explain the verses in another way. Oh, he gives one answer. We're going to the next one, yeah. It's just so long, he gives multiple answers. different. Um, so I'd like to explain differently. So first I'd like to quote to you a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that everybody knows. Name not used very often. Um, said the name Rabbi Yochanan. Shlosha Sfarim Niftachim, three books are opened by Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah. Echad Shal Tzadikim Gemurim, one is for the fully righteous, completely righteous. Echad Shal Rishayim Gemurim, and one book for the completely wicked. Echad Shal Beninim, and one for the in-betweens. Pretty much most of us are going to be Beninim. I mean, maybe uh, some of you will be Tzadikim, but um, most of me is going to be Bainanim. So we say, Shal Rishayim Gemurim, people who are completely wicked, Nechtavim v'nechtamin la'alta l'misa, they are written and they are signed immediately to death. Shal Tzadikim Gemurim, the completely righteous, Nechtavim v'nechtamin la'alta l'chaim, they are written and signed immediately to life. Bainanim, the people in between, Tuluyim v'omdim are going to be put they're, they're, uh, the judge is going to call a 10-day recess. He's going to give it a 10-day deference. Is that, it? Is that the right word? That's a, yeah? To defer the case? Okay. Continuance. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to always have a judge on... Uh... May Rosh Hashanah at Yom Kippur from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. 
Now, Zochu, if they merit Nechtavim Nechayim, then they get written into life. Lo Zochu Nechtavim Lemisa, if they don't merit, they get written in the Book of Death. Amar Rabbi Avin said, Rabbi Avin, My where is there a verse that alludes to these three books? Yimachu misefer chayim. Um, there's a verse in Tehillim that says, They shall be erased from the book of life. This is David speaking about certain wicked people. He asks, May they be erased from the book of life, and may they not be written with the righteous. Yimachu misefer. May they be erased from the book. Sifran shall reshoyim refers so that they should not even be written in the book of the wicked. Chayim, life, the Sifran Shal Tzadikim refers to the righteous. Im Tzadikim, al yikasevu, and with the righteous they should not be written. The Sifran Shal Beninim, that's the middle book, suggesting that there are three books. Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Amar Mehacha, Rav Nachman by Yitzchak quoted the following verse. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Vim Ayin, and if you won't let the Jewish people live, Please erase me from your book, Asher Krasavta, which you wrote. Please erase me. Take me out of the book of the wicked. From your book, that says, That's the book of the righteous. Asher Krasavta, which you have written, refers to the middle book, Adkan. That's the, that's the Gemara. Yeah, so Dr. Appleson is asking, this verse sounds like it's referring to one book, not three books. That's exactly what the al is going to spend a full page trying to answer, which we're not going to read that full page, because we're, <laughs> we're going to focus on the next point. There's a lot of questions on this Gemara. Most famously, there are many righteous people who die. What happened to them being written into the book of life? And then there's wicked people who, without question, they're wicked, and yet they live the whole year. Also, it says, if they merit, if they merit, then by Yom Kippur, then they get written in the Book of Life. We know Hashem, when a person's 50 50, Hashem will always lean and push the person towards kindness. Basil tells us in the future that if someone's 50 50, Hashem uh, pushes them over to that side. So if someone's in between, why doesn't Hashem do this on Rosh Hashanah? Because and write them in the Book of Life. When it says if they don't merit, if they don't merit, um, that means that they remain in the middle. It doesn't sound like they've become wicked. So why on Yom Kippur do they get written in the Book of Death? Okay, now I, I, we're going to skip a little bit. Um, all the way to the next um, column, if you see in the top, line, in the top uh, paragraph, where about uh, eight lines down, he says, Oid And this is really the main question that we're going to focus on today. I have another big question. 
We just learned here that there are three books that are open to Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara says that why is there no Hallel on Rosh Hashanah? Because Sifre Mechayim Sifre Mesim Psuchim Lefanev. The books of the living and the books of the dead are open before Hashem, and you're going to say Hallel. You're going to sing Shira? Bnei Yeroyah, he says, um, it sounds from here, he's farim rabim heimah shal chaim, that there's many books of the living. Mechein rabim shal mesim, there's many books of the, those who have passed. It's strange that there would be a disagreement as to how many books. Now, furthermore, it seems like he's saying there's only two divisions, the living and the dead, while the other opinion says there's three. So, he goes into a long discussion. We're not going to um, go through the details of, um, of his, all the details that he gets into it. The point that he does make, though, It's, it, no, it's fine to say Tehillim, but not, not to sing. Oh, not to sing. Yeah, Hallel means you're celebrating um, a victory or something like that. So, uh, it might sway the Benoni. Yeah, no, on the contrary. You know, and we'll see. He, he makes a very big deal about the fact... Um, well, we'll get to that, that we take Rosh Hashanah with a lot of confidence. And, but um, nevertheless, he's, the, the point he's making is that it's only two books, not three or two categories. So he goes into a long discussion, and he learns that um, we're not talking here about adding merits. We're talking about zacha and lo zacha. Zacha means if you do teshuva, where you've moved things, you haven't necessarily done any more mitzvahs, besides the mitzvah of tshuva, but you've undone some of the things we've previously had you balanced, you've now shifted it. Lo zacha means you didn't do tshuva, and the missed opportunity is what's held against you. And I say that again. I, I want to read the whole thing because I want to get to another point. But basically, to answer this question, he says that when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, you're judged. Now, if you're from the righteous, that's it, it's over. If you're from the wicked, it's over. But if you are like most people, who are people in between, who are fighting and constantly working and challenged, and so then you're going to be, everything's going to be put in Rosh Hashanah, and now you're going to get 10 days to merit not 10 days to do uh, mitzvahs like many people do, but um, that's true, you should do mitzvahs to change, but the main point is, do you approach those 10 days as days in which you have to fix things? So even, as long as you spend those 10 days working on yourself and trying to attain merit, especially in the area of correcting some of those things held against you, that's why he uses the term zachu if you merit, and not if they become righteous. Well, um, they can repent, but they've been written and sealed. So now we're getting into a question of once a decree has been sealed against someone, what are their options? Because the other ones don't seem so bad then, or that maybe they're unaware of how bad it was, what they did, 
So that that's learn that's learning the halachas of tshuva and figuring that out. But yeah, if a person doesn't do any work and they just show up in shul Rosh Hashanah and then show up in shul Yom Kippur, I hate to say this, but it's quite likely that they're going to end up in the book of the dead. Well, let's say if any person that seriously contemplates themselves in their lives will come to learn what, will come to realize what it is that they need to fix. So it's, it, it is a matter of, uh, of a person doing some cheshben uh, nefesh. If a person is blinded in a cheshben nefesh, then that might be their greatest challenge, is self-delusion. Yeah, that's, that's uh, one of the most uh, dangerous things. It's, uh, it's fine if a person, um, you know, if a person sins and they know they sin, they're actually better off than someone who has completely convinced themselves that they're justified and righteous in whatever they do. Okay. So, if we turn to page Kuf Samech Tes, Al-Devar Koshia Achron, regarding the final question, Shiz Karno, and we're going to try to read the rest of this piece from here. Shinir Gemara, the Gemara seems to suggest, the Gemara seems to suggest it's not three books, it's actually two categories of books, living and dead. But it sounds like it's multiple books of the living and multiple books of the dead. So, what I'd like to suggest as the Alshech, if you haven't seen this Alshech before, you've never heard this Pshat before. Our sages are teaching us about something very, very important. That what we are discussing here is the concept of Gilgul, the concept of reincarnation. There's a famous Gemara, a very difficult Gemara. Moshe asks Hashem, why is it that there's Good people who bad things happen to, and bad people who good things happen to. Why is that? So Hashem gives a very puzzling answer. A righteous person who bad things happen to is because he's a tzaddik ben Rasha, he's the tzaddik, the son of a Rasha. So because his father was wicked, so that's why he's suffering. Tzaddik vetovlo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's going to... Tzadik v'tovlo, if it's a tzadik and things are good for him, that's because tzadik ben tzadik. He's a tzadik, the son of a tzadik. Rasha v'tovlo, if he's a wicked person, but life is good for him, it's because he's a rasha ben tzadik. He's wicked, but his father was a tzadik. Rasha v'ralo, and a wicked person, who things are bad for him, rasha ben rasha, it's because his father was wicked, and he's wicked too, so that's why he's got no merits. She says, this is, this is impossible to accept as an answer. It's obviously difficult. Because I know many righteous who are the children of righteous, and they have a bad life. I see many people who are righteous, and uh, I'm sorry, this, um, right, and their parents were wicked, and life is good for them. And the same thing is true of wicked people who are the children of righteous, who have bad lives. I've seen people who are wicked and children of wicked people, and things are good for them. So he says, no, 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 you misunderstood this Gemara. Tzadik ben Tzadik means, 
your father is your previous lifetime. That's part of you. You are a product, as much as you are a product of your parents, you are a product of all the travels that your soul has taken. So when we say a tzaddik for whom things are good for, it's because he was a tzaddik in the previous lifetime, and he's a tzaddik in this lifetime. That's called a tzaddik ben tzaddik. Now our sages don't discuss Gilgal openly anywhere in the Gemara, because it was a big secret at that time. All these concepts of the Zohar and the Kabbalistic teachings were not revealed until, until 800 years ago. Well, yeah. So they hid it in these cryptic... Gemaras, and they waited for the people with the secrets to reveal, and that's what they're revealing. A tzaddik ben tzaddik is someone who was righteous in the previous lifetime and righteous in this lifetime. So he still has things that he needs to fix, but very little, and so therefore there's no reason for him to go through any difficulty. So isn't that how we explain babies who die or young people who die? Many of the things. We, 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 we try not to offer explanations. We discussed this uh, in, a, in a different context, but you know, many people show up at the Shiva house and will say something like, uh, so, uh, so what, what sin do you think this is for? Really? Yeah, you think, right? Who would say such a thing? But um, you know, there's a, uh, um, I've discussed this before, but uh, there's actually this great uh, um, skit that some people put together of all the things not to say at the Shiva house. And someone told me that they saw that skit many months ago and then they were sitting Shiva and like everyone on the list was said to them. Uh, so, so this is a... Um, people really are like that. Anyway, but we have it in the story of Eov where his friends show up and that's exactly what they say to him. They say, you're suffering like this, you must have done something wrong. And he says, no, I've done nothing wrong. So then uh, maybe your children did something wrong. Like maybe, um, we don't know. There's many, many reasons for why things happen. There's a list of, let's say, 20 different possibilities of reasons why someone would go through suffering. It might be because they need atonement for a sin. It might be because they need extra merit. It might be to protect them from some other thing. It might be because of a previous lifetime. It might be because of um, some um, um, way that they are covering for someone else. All kinds of reasons why. We don't know. So for anyone to say it must be because of this is just guessing and is offensive. But, you know, for ourselves, when we do go through a difficulty, we are required to say, you know, maybe I do need to better myself. And, but for someone else to make a suggestion like that. But yeah, this is one of the many reasons for why terrible tragedies happen. And we have no explanation for it. Sometimes it's a matter of that there is a soul that was said that you're 99.9% um, fixed. You just need to do one more mitzvah. So then what will happen is that um, the first moment that that chas v'shalom, I'm going to speak like this, but the first moment that that child does one complete mitzvah, not, not but a complete mitzvah, then the soul will say, okay, Hashem, I did it, now take me back. And in this world, we, it's, it's the greatest tragedy in the world, and it is. But for the soul, it's not, it's not... I'm not saying every case is like that, and every case is different, again, but, but that's one of the possibilities.
but it's still because in order to merit an Olam Abba. As we'll see, there's things for which Gehenim can fix, and for those things you don't want to come back. Uh, I'll say this to anyone. When they give you an option, everyone here will go straight to Ganeid. But if you don't, for somebody there's anything to fix, they give you an option, a million years of Gehenim, or ten minutes back on earth, take the Gehenim. Or 10 minutes back on earth. It's not good. Not good to come back. It's not good. There, there's so many dangers involved in it. Um, yeah, there's so many. It's, it's a risk. It's a very serious risk. Things could go wrong in terms of the person. Um, people, because once you introduce free will, like the parents could make the wrong decision. They can go off to Derech and baptize the kid, and then, then the soul is lost way deeper. And that, who knows? Chas v'shalom, you can't imagine. Well, yeah, so take, take the millionaires. I mean, Gehenna is only for a year, but... Well, there's uh, some semblance of it. We just don't understand what it looks like in, in that language. Yeah, it's, it's actually mentioned in a number of places in Tanakh. And, um, and even, it's even mentioned in the Torah. We just don't realize it. But in, if you look in the Parsha of Yibum, there we know that the child that's born in a situation of Yibum is the same soul as the man who passed away without uh, children. So um, the Torah basically says it. Like, that soul is going to come back as this person. Read the Pasuk and you'll see. So the Torah clearly says it. It's just... Uh, it's, it's, there. It's, it's all illusions. It's all in illusions because it was being transmitted in secret. And for some reason, the Zohar says that when it comes close to the end of times, that this, these, this Torah may be revealed. And so it was up to the people who understood these things to choose when that time would be for it to be revealed. So he says, So if someone was righteous before and righteous now, then he doesn't need to suffer. Achishu ben Rasha, the son of a Rasha, means shu ki aysenavshem metuma bagilgal arishon. He did he did sin in previous lifetime. Azralo, that's why things were bad for him. Lamarik ashechata bagilgal because he needs to fix what he messed up in the previous lifetime. Vechen Rasha ben Sadik, the wicked one, the son of a Sadik. Shu ki aysegul arishon Sadik, because in the previous lifetime he was mostly righteous. Ochal meyarishon, so he's still getting a reward for the previous. Mashenki kishkam batchila yerasha atim ismargitzu, but if he was wicked before and wicked now, therefore he's being punished. And this is what Elihu, one of Eov's friends, says to him. This is all what God does, sometimes two times, sometimes three times, with every person. That's clearly him saying. So Elihu was saying, maybe in the previous lifetime you sinned. In the Mimotsu Davarel is that what you see from this. Whenever Hashem has to judge someone, whether righteous or wicked, we don't just count all the actions you've done in this lifetime, but even the ones you're not aware of, you have no conscious knowledge of, and that's your previous lifetimes, they're also taken into consideration. And to check out all their logs, plural. All their books. The Tsar of Akol Ka'achas, and it's all put together. What do you mean? Why, why, why using the word generations? Well, you know, your son, why not go back to the 
No, there's no father or grandfather here. This is yourself. Oh no, that's all your father. That's all. Uh, that's all your father. The product of where you're from. So you have to go through judgments with everything. When God takes all of the creations of the world and puts them in judgment, God opens every book of every person ever. To fill in all the blanks to this person, im letov im lehavcha, for good or for the opposite. So when you are saying sleep are you also saying that sleep We'll see, he's going to get to that. So he may be zayu turetz kietivu ashe diberu ba'amram. This is what it means. Sifre chayim v'sifre mason, the books of the living and the books of the dead, Lefanai are before me. Kigam kol sifre kol amesim tarach liftoach em shloshes sifre chayim alanu marim There's three books opened up. Tzadikim rishayim and ben. The books of the living and the books of the dead are for each person. Is your logs while you're alive and your logs while you've passed away. You know, yeah, because it's, it's you're not being judged in terms, but it's all part of the system. You're not you're, you're not being you have sinned and you have to bear. You do have to bear, even though you're not aware your previous experiences, previous lifetimes. It's all part of your account. Yeah, but based on the things that you've adjusted and corrected of the things which you were required to correct, everything now gets adjusted. So it's, you're only judged on the things that you came down to correct. Well, yeah, but it all it all becomes one big judgment. There's an overall judgment, so it will affect all other things as well. Even the things you're not meant to correct, but the things that you are connected to. Meaning, whatever you've done now has now made changes, not just in your books, but in all the previous books. That's right. That's right. Right. So it's interesting you say that because um, 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 there was a rabbi here um, just a number of years ago, um, 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 Rabbi Rabbi Yitzchak. Um, his last name, the the rabbi um, who was here with uh, for the, the yard side. Um, rabbi Yitzchak Balanes, yeah. So he actually spoke about this, and he, he mentioned sort of what, uh, more the approach that you're taking, which is that Sifre Chaim and Sifre Mesim is that based on what the living do, that's going to affect the merit of, the, of those who have passed in terms of what the, those who have passed have put into the world and uh, what results from their actions. But that's judged every Rosh Hashanah. He's learning it a little differently. He's not talking about the dead being judged on the merit of what they've put into the world, which would be um, very For example, if the children do mitzvahs, that that counts for their parents. And if there is a whatever, um, you know, if someone uh, would uh, you know open a, a hospital, all the people that would be healed in it. That that that's more the approach he took, Rabbi Balanes. But but the Alshech is saying differently. He's saying that what you do affects you in your previous lifetime, which makes for a very interesting thing. That if a person passes away, 
and he has not yet had anyone come back with his soul, then that person is not being judged that Rosh Hashanah. But if there is someone who's being, um, who's, if that person's soul is carrying on, then not only is that new person's book opened, but everyone before him, their books are open. That's the way the Al-Sheikh is reading. He says, you actually say this in your davening. This is in the bracha, we're going to say this, in Mitzvah Thursday and Friday, in Musaf, we say, You remember you, all the actions of the world, and you account, Kol Yitzure Kedem. Anyone ever think about that? Yitzure Kedem. All the creations from the beginning. To remember many deeds. That's exactly what I'm saying. All the actions of the world. That's the people living. The creations from the beginning. That's what you've done since the beginning. Now we know. We know that all of us, everyone here, is a, for sure a Gilgal of certain people. For example, Adam Arishan contained within him all future humanity and all 600,000 souls. So everyone here is now being adjusted and accounted along with the din of Adam. By the way, when was Adam judged? On Rosh Hashanah. So it's really just you coming back and being judged again on the same day that you, me, all of us, sinned on that day because we were all there. Because he, he, he ate on the same day that he... So, that's why to remember many deeds, because that includes everything. With this, I want to answer a very, very difficult question that's bothered everyone in this room before, and if it hasn't, it should have. One of the, um, one of the lines... One of the most significant lines throughout the Slichas and the Vidya and the Yom Kippur, Avochatanu Anachnu Vavusenu. We have sinned, us and our forefathers. Now he, he quotes he, he quotes Chatanu Anachnu Vavusenu because he's Sfardi, so he has Avochatanu Anachnu Vavusenu. But we have Aval the Ashkenazim, we're in the Ashkenazi Shul, as I can say we, Aval Anachnu Vavusenu Chatanu. But it's the same thing. Really? Is that what we say? We come before Hashem and we say, but me and my forefathers have sinned? This is strange. Okay, so we did the wrong thing. We're mentioning how sinful our fathers were. Shall the children eat the, eat the sour grapes and the teeth of their forefathers should feel the bitterness? Why are we rolling over their bones in their graves? If they are your fathers, where's the honor you owe them? Why are we blaming them, dragging them down with our sins? He says, but that proves that I'm right. This is what they mean. Not talking about your forefathers. We're saying we didn't just sin in this Gilgal, 
Kim Gam Gilgulim Arishonim, we sinned in the previous Gilgulim. Avalanachnu Vaviseinu Chatanu means we have sinned in this lifetime, we have sinned in the previous lifetime. Ki Adainanu Chayav Mavonis Rishonim, we are still obligated for there. Mazanachnu Chaviseinu Ki Alaviseinu Ashakadmunim Gilam Rishonim, he says, because typically what happens is that a soul comes back in the body of a descendant. That's what we name after people, because the, the neshamas carry on within those people. So you are actually, they actually are your forefathers, literally, but it's really you in a new um, body. All the way back in the times of the Gemara. He says, Because who else are we reincarnated from if not our ancestors? Therefore, when you confess, you confess for yourself and your previous lifetime. And now you can tell the truth. Now that you know the real pshat. Let's go back to our point. What we get from this. On the day of the conception of the world. Yom Yamid Ba Mishpat Kal Yitzure Olam, the day when we set up in judgment all the creations of the world. There's three books, the righteous, the wicked, and the in between. That includes all people. The righteous are written immediately in the book of life. On the middle are suspended till Yom Kippur. They're not sealed. Only the wicked. He says, so if we would just do teshuva, we would not be written in that book. So he says, we can arrange that no one should be written in the book of death. Therefore, every Jew. You have a mitzvah to love your neighbor like you love yourself. Are you worried about your case? Are you worried about how you're going to come out of Rosh Hashanah? What about your um, friend? What about someone who you know? What about their Rosh Hashanah? Are you worried about their judgment enough? So it's not enough that you should accept the Muslim return to Hashem. You also need to worry about another Jew. What about him? If you love someone, you want their din to come out right as well. So we don't have time to read the whole thing. But he says, that's the Lamor. Vaidaber Hashem al-Moshe Lamor. Hashem says to Moshe, to say to the Jewish people, Daber el-Bnei Yisrael Lamor, tell the Jewish people that if they realize how important this judgment is, you don't just help yourself, but you help other people. Lamor, tell them that they must pass this information on, that you must help other people understand the significance of the judgment. Now, he does go on, I wish we had time, but I'm just going to say, he does go on to say that the Torah doesn't begin with um, the mitzvah of shofar. In fact, the Torah doesn't mention the whole din. Because we don't focus on the din on Rosh Hashanah, even though we know it's in the back of our heads, and there's many things we don't do. For example, there's a beautiful minig not to sleep, on Rosh Hashanah day, because um, if you realize you're in a court case for your life, you don't fall asleep, and someone's saying, but I'm feeling really tired, well, then maybe you're not really appreciating the fact that you're in judgment today. However, what should you be doing? Eating and drinking and celebrating your connection to Hashem. We spend very, very little time of our davening talking about the judgment and how much we're afraid. And in the Sanatokif, it's there, 
It's there. Avinu Makenu. We talk about it, we beg for things. But most of the time, we spend working in our connection to Hashem. Because in order for us to get into the book of the righteous, we say to Hashem, Hashem, you know what we've done. We're going to try our best. We're going to accept you as king. And here, let me, instead of making all kinds of empty promises, instead of doing, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend the whole day crowning you as king. So if it takes all day, if davening takes long, welcome it. Because this is your opportunity to show Hashem that you're not going to lose patience. You're not going to. If you're thinking about yourself, you're missing the whole point of Rosh Hashanah. It's judgment day. Judgment day, as the Alshach says, for what we've done in this world, but judgment for what we've done in previous lifetimes. And we don't know. We don't know what we've done. And it's kind of scary, because who knows what we have to atone for. But we don't need to worry about that. We just have to be focusing on being Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch and with that we'll all be Zerche to a good Yom Adin. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.